Welcome to the Big Church Podcast. We are a church in Barrie, Ontario, Canada, and we hope you are blessed by this message. For more information, check out our website at bigchurch.cc. Amen. Mask on, mask off, mask on, mask off, mask on, mask off. Oh my gosh, eh? Like, what a world, man. Tons of crazy. You know, it's going to be awesome when we get to heaven. Yeah, there you go. You said it. Right when I was going to say it, you got it, man. That's good. We're all, we're in unity here. We're in unity. (laughs) That's good. Um, Yeah, so this is good. So today, um, we're actually, we have our healing, um, uh, we call it Healing Sunday, um, once a month at the end of the month. So if you're new to this online and you want to know what this is, we we have uh, a focus on healing. Um, And we really want to take... Uh, the scripture and take what God said on the area of healing and make that a focal point um, here at church. So that means that like when we, you know, um, have different ones that come in that are not feeling well, all that kind of stuff, we like to pray for them and we like to see that God um, breaks through. And, you know, you've talked about breaking every chain. You can't break every chain unless you actually break the chain, right? So, you know, some people, they've got a physical ailment that may, uh, they may have, you know, other people, it might be, you know, some, um, you know, more of a sp- uh, spiritual healing, more of like, you know, just like their emotions, all sorts of things. So there's all sorts of ways that God brings about healing. And the cool thing is that he has the ability. So he gave us this, this um, uh, he gave us the Holy Spirit. So if you don't know about the Trinity, um, the Trinity is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And so we have the Holy Spirit with us, and the Holy Spirit goes and does the work um, of all of the ministry that God had uh, set out on the, on the earth. And so that's what we're actually looking at um, today. We wanted to look at um, what was the heart of Jesus and what are the things that he had um, that he had established here on the earth. Like, what was it that he wanted to do? Like, you know, we talk about healing, we talk about these things, but it's like, what is it that, that he was doing when he came on the earth? Um, you know, because a lot of us have different viewpoints, right? Like, um, you know, I've talked to so many people that, you know, say you talk to someone who doesn't really know a lot about God. They're like, why does evil exist on the earth? God must have created that. God must have, you know, destined for people to have pain, to have suffering. But when you read the scripture, you find out that, you know, it was actually because of mankind that we caused that um, on the earth. We caused sin to come into the earth. And, and then there was a curse um, on the earth because of the bad and all of those things that are, that are going on. Well, Jesus, and, and, and there's, he's perfection, and he, he's actually a loving God, and he's a caring God. And so in Scripture, that's actually what, you know, what he actually sets himself out to be. And um, it's interesting because, you know, you have people that don't, um, that don't uh, believe in, um, in God being a kind and loving God, um, somebody who hasn't really heard about anything in regards to the Scriptures and understood anything, to, to Christians that will believe that God is that, 
um, that good God that heals us and sets us free and delivers us. But it's interesting because there's a journey that takes place, right, from that time in our life where we don't know the Lord to like a time when we actually get to understand him intimately. And so I really hope that just through this service, um, you actually get to know him more and you get to experience more of who he really sets himself out to be in scripture and to really take that and hold on to it and believe it and cherish that in your heart. And so um, let's just go into scripture because um, the Bible can speak for itself. And uh, so in Luke four eighteen to 19, it says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. So this is talking, this is Jesus talking um, in a service actually. Um, so the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim uh, release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set free those who are oppressed and to, um, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. So we see here that Jesus really had a good, healthy mission for mankind. And the cool thing is that God is the same today that he was then. So God actually, um, that heart that God has that we read in the scripture, um, we want to be able to, to be captivated by that and understand what he's trying to say here. Um, and even uh, other scriptures speak to the, to the exact same form of character so in Matthew 8, 16 to 17, it says, When evening came, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with the sword and healed all who were ill. This was to fulfill what was spoken through Isaiah the prophet. He himself took away our infirmities and carried away our diseases. So we see here that, you know, there's other reference points. And when he's referencing the book of Isaiah, this is even going back to Old Testament. And so everything keeps saying the same message of who Jesus, who Jesus is and the love that he has for each one of us. And in Isaiah 53, 5, it says, but he was pierced through for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chastising for our well-being fell upon him, and by his scourging, we are healed. So this this passage of scripture, all these things elude to the fact that Jesus came and he came to bring good things. You know, when you read in the scripture, I don't, I don't read in the scripture of him doing something wrong. Um, you know, there were some, some interesting cases where Jesus had been aggressive and um, had spoken very harshly, but he was actually trying to um, save um, people. So he was actually speaking to religious leaders at the time. Um, and he was bringing correction. So even, and you know, we do that all the time. Look at parents with their kids. They're always bringing correction um, in their households because they want to be able to have a healthy and good household, right? For the kids to grow up in because they love their kids. So when you look at these passages, you can really find that the heart of God, the heart of Jesus was that he went to heal all. So he went and he did that and it was his ministry. His ministry was you know, tending to the, the hearts of people and, and to heal um, all of the sick to basically um, provide that form of, of cleansing and to provide that form of perfection that can happen to each one of us. Like for me, um, it's interesting because, you know, I, I sit in a room here in, in church 
And, uh, and there's many that have had different um, stories of, of healing that have taken place. Like even in myself, I've had multiple ones. Like when I was a kid, at the age of nine, I had um, a tumor that was um, basically a, a type of tumor that I guess it spread to your heart and to your, um, into your head. That's what it was. And they were talking about needing to be on medication for the rest of my life. And, you know, they wanted to go in and take it out and, you know, and deal with the cancer that it had and all that kind of stuff. So anyways, my parents, they prayed, and uh, God gave them a scripture, and the, the scripture was about um, healing, and it was specifically about, um, like, uh, cursed at the root. And so they believed that the cancer was cursed at the root, and then when they went in to actually pull out the tumor, it had actually shriveled up and died, and they were kind of perplexed by it because, um, and they even said it was uh, a miracle um, because it doesn't normally do that. So, you know, that's a really cool thing because, you know, growing up, you know, I could have had a different life, right? And so each one of us can have different lives when we don't have, you know, Jesus, right? And we don't have what, um, what he did um, and what he wants to provide to each one of us. So, you know, I could have had a whole totally different life there. Um, There's a situation where I fell um, at a roller skating night with um, some friends when I was young. And it was like some kind of old retro roller skating night, and we were all just kind of dancing around. And I thought I could do some kind of like 360 in the air. I don't know. I get kind of stupid sometimes. I'm trying to be better at that. My wife is definitely doing, I'm doing better now that I got a wife. I can like think about it in my head, and I'm like, no, you know what? You got to be responsible. You got other people that you got to think about. And then my wife will probably, you know, chime in and be like, that's not a good idea. So. So anyways, but I didn't have all that back then, right? And I'm a youth, so come on. So I'm going to do a 360, so I do that. I fall on the ground. I hit my elbow on the ground. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, crap, my arm seized up. They went to put a cast on it and stuff like this. They're like, you, you either fractured it or you broke it or whatever. And they're like, we can't actually take x-rays because it's all swollen up. So they're like, here, take this medication. Um, it was some, I don't know if it was like Tylenol 3s or like something like that. Um, if there was like, I don't know what it was, but anyways, it was some kind of pain medication. And then I was taking it, um, just like with what they recommended and I was in pain at night and stuff. And so, um, I went to church and I was, um, teaching in, um, a thing called school leaders that we had at the time. And, uh, so anyways, we were teaching on prayer and I'm just like, guys, I'm like, if you believe anything that we talked about here today about prayer, I said, I really need prayer for my arm. So um, they all came over and they prayed for my arm. And honestly, I wasn't really expecting much of that moment. I don't know why. I just wasn't really thinking much about it. I just was trying to get any prayer that I could over it um, and knew that God was a healer. And so anyways, they prayed and my arm was like not in pain at all. And then I'm like, I'm in a cast, but I'm like banging on the table. This is like three days, four days after. So like obviously there'd be pain there. So then I didn't take any medication after that. I was totally fine. And then I went and got it taken off. <clears throat> you know, and then another thing that happened, so this is interesting, so um, this is totally um, a little bit different. So my wife and I, just a few days ago, we decided, hey, let's bike all the way to Aurelia um, and back, because that'd be a great adventure. We took a little bit of a holiday thing. So we go and we bike, and we're there, and we're like, we're tired. And then we're like, <laughs> crap. So we start biking back. We're like, should we call someone? I'm like, no, 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 don't call anybody. We're going to bike it back. We get back at like 10 at night. I think it was like two and a half hours. So we're sore, like completely sore. And, you know, in that moment, we didn't, 
we didn't, you know, have to pray or anything like, like that. We just kind of went to bed and kind of fought through it. But what I'm trying to get at is, you know, there, there's these situations in our life, I find, where you have to ask yourself, is this something that I need prayer for? You know what I mean? Is this something in my life that's not healthy and not good? Because you got to ask yourself, like, is it, allowed to be, um, is it allowed to be there? Or do you want Jesus to come into your life, and do you want him to be able to, to provide a form of, um, of freedom that he says in his scripture? And so I actually want to bring out some scriptures specifically on um, how that happens and, you know, and how that is for today. And so if we go to Mark 16, um, 15 to 18, we can see here, and he said to them, go into, oh, actually, you know what, there's one more um, interesting story I want to mention too. Um, for those of you who don't know, when I was in high school, I acted really stupid, got into a bit of drugs and stuff like that. And um, anyways, I had a, uh, I believe it was called a drug-induced psychosis. And I, the doctor at the time was like, oh, you're probably going to be on medication for the rest of your life, all this kind of stuff. So if you don't know what that is, it's, it's pretty weird and crazy, but it's like, you know, not being able to process and think clearly and not having a, a proper train of thought, like just thinking abstract, like totally lost in, in, in regards to even just having a normal conversation. And uh, it's interesting because, you know, at that time, um, I'd stepped away from the Lord, but um, somehow uh, there was a point where I just felt this conviction in my heart, and I knew that I needed to come back to God. And it was after doing a bunch of stupid stuff and just realizing, wow, like my parents had done some really good things in there um, for us, and there was some truth in, in the Bible that somehow was just getting revealed to me, probably from a lot of the prayers of the different ones in the church here. And so it all came to me at that time, and even though I, I wasn't fully cognizant and aware, so I started to go on a journey of healing, and, um, and it was interesting because I remember being at this, um, this there's, there's a lot to this story, but uh, I really want to get it short. So um, I went to an uh, encounter weekend, um, and it was a weekend to just get closer with God and get to know Him. So this is going back really, really far back here, um, back like you know when I was a teenager. Um, and so I went on this encounter weekend, and um, it was like this pastor came up to me, and he's just like, cough it out, cough it out, and he was just praying over, over me, and it was so weird. I'm like, like it was like. Um, it was kind of like he said that before I actually felt it. So I was like, what? And then all of a sudden I felt like in my head, it was like these cobwebs that were like just in there. It was hard to explain. And it was just like I coughed and it was like, boom. And it just felt like I was clear, like not clear as in fully um, like healed in my, in just um, fully naturally but it felt like the process of, um, of degrading, of just going backwards in, 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 that, in that way had stopped, and it felt like I was on a journey of having some healing, and it was really cool because I ended up going through school and then going to college and getting really hard marks doing that, and, um, and God just created a really interesting process of healing and transformation. And um, there's, there's a lot to that story, but it's cool how God, you know, provides that form of healing. Um, and so there's many situations in our lives and different ones around us where, you know, we got to take a step back and have a look at it and say, what would you be like right now 
if you had healing. You know what I mean? And what would that look like and how important is that? Because we can start seeing these stories unfold, right, in front of us and we can start saying, you know what? No, I don't want a story that is not connected to the love of God, that's not connected to his intended purpose. And if we hold on to what his intended purpose is, it's like he truly wants to genuinely heal and set us free from all sorts of things. So in Mark 16, 15 to 18, it says, And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. He who has believed and has been baptized shall be saved. But he who has believed, um, he who does not, sorry, has not uh, believed shall be condemned. These signs will accompany those who have believed. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will pick up serpents. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Um, so there's an example of, God, of Jesus. Basically, his intended purpose was not to just say, it's only me that's going to do this. He's saying, no, like, go and do these things. And then in John 14, 12 to 14, it says, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do. So this is he who believes. So who, can, who has the ability to believe? I bet everybody can put their hand up. Um, so he's referencing basically all of mankind saying, he who believes in me, but it's a choice of believing. So he who believes in me, that, that works um, that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do, because I go to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, that will I do, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. So basically, Jesus gave us the ticket, you know, to basically ask for all those things. Um, and he said, it's, it's available. And so it's interesting, because you talk to people that have the ability to um, see healing in their life. And a lot of it comes to that whole thing I was talking about at the beginning where the perception is that God really does love us. Because I've met some people that of faith where they're like, well, God destined some people to not be healed. And like there's this great grief and it's like an unhealthy grief um, because there's a grief that comes from a love and a compassion and a care but a grief that comes from having to accept uh, like certain kinds of um, like sicknesses or different kinds of sufferings that way, like it, it's not founded within Scripture. The context that Jesus always spoke from um, with any of the sorrow or the things that he had was was because he had to deal with all the stinking stuff that was going on on the earth. And all the sin that he had to, you know, kind of fight through and, and, and take. And he actually ended up taking it completely on the cross. But the perfection was there. Um, and so it's cool because, you know, now that we know that Jesus gave that to us, um, we can actually see it, it was enacted in Acts. So in Acts 3, 1 to 16, it says, Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the, of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Oh, I'm reading the wrong scripture. Okay, sorry, here we are. Now, Peter and John, I, I copied and pasted the wrong scripture here, guys, but I, I did read the right one earlier. So now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the ninth hour, the hour of prayer. 
And a man who had been lame from his mother's womb was being carried along, whom they used to set down every day at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, in order to beg alms of those who were entering the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he began asking to receive alms. But Peter, along with John, fixed his gaze on him and said, Look at us. And he began to give them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I do not possess silver and gold, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ and Nazarene, walk. So you can see here that Jesus Christ, his name was, was glorified in that. And you could see that in that previous scripture we talked about, it was about his name being glorified. Um, yeah. And seizing him by the right hand, he raised him up, and immediately his feet um, and ankles were strengthened. With a leap, he stood upright and began to walk, and he entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they were taking note of him as being the one who used to sit at the beautiful gate of the temple to beg alms, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. While he was clinging to Peter and John, all the people ran together to, to them at the so-called um, portico of Solomon, uh, full of amazement. But when Peter saw this, he replied to the people. So this is cool. So this is Peter giving a rationale, right? Because the people are like on amazement. Like, what? what just happened? So this is Peter's explanation. So men of Israel, why are you amazed at this? Or why do you gaze at us as if by our own power or piety we had made him walk. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant Jesus, the one whom you delivered and disowned in the presence of Pilate when he had decided to release him. But you disowned the holy and righteous one and asked for a murderer to be granted to you. But you put to, to death the prince of life, the one who God raised from the dead, a fact to which we are witnesses. And on the basis of faith in his name, so this is the part I want to get at. So on the basis of faith in his name, it is the name of Jesus which has strengthened this man whom you see and know. And the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect health in the presence of you all. So it's this faith of trusting and knowing in the way that Jesus identifies himself in scripture. It's Jesus' identity of who he says he is that we need to hold on to and we have to believe. We need to know that he has provided an outlet for us to be able to operate within, but now we need to know how to activate that outlet and that's by simply having to trust and believe and rely on him. And it said that it was the faith, right, in Jesus, in the name of Jesus. So we need to know this Jesus, right? We need to know our Savior. We need to know Jesus himself. We need to know him, and we need to, to believe in him. And the way we know him is through his scripture, right? The way we understand what he, what he does and the way his heart is, is through that. And so if we go on um, to Mark eleven twenty four, it says, Therefore I say to you, all things for which you pray and ask, Believe that you have received them, and they will be granted to you. So again, we go to this belief that we need to believe. And even Jesus himself said, if you believe in me and my name, 
that these things will follow you. It says that you will do these things. So when we believe, when we ask and we believe, that, that we have to believe that he is going to grant those things to us. James 1, 6 to 8 says, But he must ask in faith without any doubting. For the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For that man ought not to expect that he will receive anything from the Lord, being a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. So we can't just say, I'm going to believe that Jesus is the Savior and trust in someone who's loving and kind, and then decide that he's not loving and kind, or, you know, decide something different, like whatever you might think. Because trust me, we've got a lot of different ways that we can think about things. Um, but what I want to do is just explain simplistically and just write down to core foundational scripture just how simple it is to just trust in the fact that God is the one that does uh, provide that healing. And we're going to pray for people that are sick because we believe that God is the healer and we will see God be the healer and God will show himself true to people here, to people over the web. And it's exciting because then we get more stories of cool things that are happening today. You know, we've had many stories um, before and you've heard stories in my life, but we're going to have many more stories. And it's exciting living in the, the present moment, you know? It's exciting to see God moving today, you know? It's a little bit different. It's maybe a little bit scary because you got to be a little bit more active in your participation with it. But it's cool because, you know, you get more stories of cool things. But the cool thing is really that you get to experience him. You get to experience his love. You get to see that happen. You get that new that new chapter of your life, so to speak, of him providing that form of healing. So in James 5, 14 to 15, is anyone among you sick? Then he must call for the elders of the church and they are to pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered, so this is the part I want to get at, the prayer offered in faith will restore the one who is sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, they will be forgiven him. So it's the prayer offered in faith. 1 John 5, 14 to 15, this is the confidence which we have before him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests which we have asked from him. Matthew 7, 11, if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father who is in heaven give what is good to those who ask him? So there's plenty of scripture. It's, it's really, if you were to take a, like an evidence-based approach and you look at where's the evidence in this approach, there's plenty of it. Is there stuff that's going on today? Yes. It's, a very, it's, it's very grounded, guys, in scripture. It's a very simple thing to look at. You know, and, and one of the things that frustrates me, um, and I, I really hope that we can see this different, is... Um, like, why do we not get excited? Why do we not rejoice? Why are we not so happy when we come into the house of God um, and serve with him? And one of the things that I'm really, you know, been seeing is how many people are standing for things that God's got for their life? How many people really believe that he really does genuinely want to provide those things for you? And how many of you are pressing for what those things are? And asking God, you know, I want 
you know, whatever it is, like you fill in the blank, you know, and then having God provide those things in our life and having an ability to be able to say, praise you, God, for you are the one that gives all good things. You know what I mean? But to, to praise, right, we need to have something that we praise him for. Dying on the cross is great, you know, like that he died on the cross and he did that for our sins and he gave us eternal life. I am so thankful and we are, I know we are all very thankful for that, that he did that. But like, what about the day to day? What about his ability to act in your life? Do you believe that God wants to do something for you? And do you believe that he really does have this for you? Do you really believe that? And do you really want to see that? Like, are you having an expectation and a hope? Do you want to see God move in your life? Because it's going to take believing. It's going to take saying, you know what? All this stuff can be happening, but at the end of the day, I believe that Jesus is going to be the healer in this situation. And it's taking the stand and saying, despite the circumstance, despite the things that people are saying, you know, even despite what doctors will say about the outcomes, you know, it's great to have doctors. They're nice people. They like to care for people. They like to help people get better. Nothing wrong with it. I think it's awesome. You know, wearing masks, keeping everybody social distance. That's great. You know, you're helping the community. You're helping people. Um, it's not a hyper faith type thing. It's just, you know, that's good. But what's better is that God can just completely obliterate everything, you know, and he can obliterate all, all of the sickness. And what it is, is it's trusting. It's believing and trusting and knowing that he is going to do that. And it's the faith that moves through you that's going to provide that healing, just like that guy. Like he was a paralyzed man and his story was going to be a beggar for the rest of his life. I would love to know what that guy's story is. You want to go to heaven and ask him? Be like, what did you do after you got? Uh, because he was a beggar for years. His story was different. And you know what he gets to do? He gets to dance and rejoice, which he did do. He gets to dance and rejoice and praise God. And what do the people do? The people are amazed and perplexed by it. But it's because God does wonderful things. And that's what we get excited about when you really break it down. That's what, as people we can get really excited for is that God does those things for us. So that's what I, I want us to, to do here today is I want us to be able to pray and I want us to be able to pray for that healing. And um, I want us to be able to have that healing active today. Um, you know, not tomorrow, um, you know, not, not five years ago when we had something that we can just believe that God is the healer today. And that God is, is healing you where you sit. You know what I mean? And uh, a passage of scripture I want to get at in regards to that is, you know, Jesus healed many without touching them. I don't need to go through a ton of them. I'm just going to go through one that is, is very, um, shows the, the largest amount of distance from touching. Um, and so in Matthew 8, 5 to 13, um, and when Jesus entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, imploring him and saying, Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home. Fear, uh, fearfully tormented, Jesus said to him, um, I will come and heal him. But the centurion said, Lord, I am not worthy for you to come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. 
For I also am a man under authority, with soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes. And um, to my slave, uh, do this, and um, he does it. Now when Jesus heard this, he marveled and said to those uh, who were following, Truly I say to you, I have not found such great faith with anyone in Israel. I say to you that many will come from east and west and recline at the table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, but the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into the utter darkness. In that place there will be weeping, gnashing of teeth. And this is the part I want to get at. And Jesus said to the centurion, go, it shall be done for you as you have believed. And the servant was healed that very moment. You know what's really cool about that social distance? And I, I'm just saying social distance because it's a word that we hear all the time. You know, I, I'm at Walmart and it's like social distance, six feet, right? It's, it's the six feet thing. Um, well, this is more than the six feet, okay? This is like, I don't know, like wherever his servant was. It probably was a pretty far distance. And then the servant, you know, it's not like they picked up the phone and said, get the servant on the phone right now. Hey, Jesus is praying for you right now. You know, how you doing? You doing better? Right? It's basically the guy didn't know what was going on, right? Jesus is way over in some other town with this centurion dude. And the centurion's just like, no, just say, just say it. Just, just say he's going to be fine. Trust me. And so Jesus did because Jesus has that ability. So you know what's cool about that is it doesn't matter if you're watching on the web. It doesn't matter if you're sitting here in this room. You know, it's the name of Jesus. It's not, it's not, me, it's not me, right? Look at Peter's rationale to that, um, to the paralyzed man, right? What was his rationale? It's not us. It's Jesus, the one you crucified. That's the guy that's d- d- that did the whole thing. So if you want to know what's going on there, it's, his, it's the faith of Jesus, the name of Jesus, taking the name of Jesus and saying, I trust the name of Jesus, the, the person of Jesus. I trust in him. And I'm saying that I want that moving through my life. And I want that moving through your life. You know what I mean? And that's what he did. He just, they just prayed over him in the name of Jesus. And Jesus moved through faith right through them and right through to those people or to that paralyzed man. And so, it's all it is. It's not hard. It's, it's simply believing. And the piece that you have to look at that's very interesting is that there was many scriptures in there about that wavering. Don't teeter in it. You want to see it happen? Believe it. Okay? We're, you know, when, when I was saying, God's an angry God, and then over here, we believe. We have to stay here in believing. We have to believe that he is going to do it. We just have to simply stay there. Set up a camp. Stay there for the rest of your life, okay? Don't ever go away from there. And then you'll have that healing that's just going to constantly be with you. And it's really wonderful because you can walk around and feel good inside yourself in all different ways, in your emotions, in your physical self, in your spiritual self. I wake up and I feel good. Maybe two days ago when I was biking, I didn't wake up feeling good. And I didn't really pray over that because I wasn't really concerned about that. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like that was something I wanted to pray over, but like when something bad comes, you know, you're just going, oh, forget about it. I'm just going to live like this for the rest of my life. Well, 
I mean, if it's going to be something that you're going to carry for the rest of your life, I, I personally, like myself, I'd be like, that kind of sucks. Like, I would want to pray over that, right? Um, but it, again, it's, it's up to you to decide what you want to believe for, right? So you have to decide, like, what is it that you want to really press in for? Like, what do you want Jesus to do for you, right? So, but like, we got to stay at that camp. We got to stay at the camp of believing in Jesus, and believing who he says he is. Like passages of scripture in the Old Testament, New Testament, and then beyond. All of that is saying the exact same message. It's saying the same thing. His character is staying the same. Nothing ever changed. It's the exact same. Jesus never changed. So he's moving today. So we're going to have that today, okay? So let's believe and let's pray right now. So let's pray for that healing and let's receive it. Because we're going to receive it, what? By faith, right? We're going to receive it by believing and saying, you know what? I believe this, and I am not going to teeter and and wave. I'm just going to trust God that he is that loving God and that he is going to do it, and he is present. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for your healing. God, we thank you that you are here with us, and everybody even watching over the internet, Lord God, that you are here with us. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, that by your name, that the name of Jesus Christ is a wonderful name, that the name of Jesus Christ provides healing, that the name of Jesus Christ provides mending of broken hearts, that the name of Jesus Christ provides good news, that sets free, that does wonderful things, so that we can praise a wonderful God because of the wonderful things that he does today. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, for you to go and heal, Lord God, every single person that is receiving it, Lord God, by faith. Everyone that is opening up their hearts, Lord God, and saying, heal me, Lord Jesus. I believe that you are a loving and you are a caring God that will heal me, God. I pray that you would just right now, Lord Jesus, that your healing touch will go right through their body, Lord God. And I thank you for a new chapter over their life. God, we claim, Lord God, new things and new and wonderful things over each one, Lord God. And we thank you for that healing. And we will see that breakthrough over everybody's life, Lord God. And we praise you for everything you do and everything you will do. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Is anybody, um, like... Some of the things that I like to do too, like usually when, when I used to, like when I actually would go and like pray for people when I could, when we were all like touching each other and stuff like that, um, is I would ask them to test it out because I would like to pray over something and then have them test it out and see how it's done. Um, so even if you're watching over the web or you're even here, like why don't you just test it out real quick? I don't want to rush through this prayer time. It's kind of um, a little bit different because I kind of like to focus on just praying for one person and, and really just paying attention to that, that need, that one need. So it's kind of a different from even myself, just so you guys know, just to focus on so many, um, just being so broad scoped on focusing on needs. But it's the only way I could think of, of doing this here today. Um, so if you're, if, you're, if you're able to test that out, test that out. You know, it's the name of Jesus that's going to provide that healing. So just test that out right now. Test it out. And just say, thank you, Lord Jesus, for that healing. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your healing touch. Thank you for your healing power. Thank you for it today, Lord God. God, we just praise you for being so wonderful to us, Lord God. We thank you for that. We thank you for that complete healing. Just keep moving it, like if it's something that is in pain, and, and just saying, I'm going to, this is it. I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. I believe you, Jesus. I believe that you're, you're healing me. And you can, it's interesting, because like I've always felt it's like his, his power just kind of moves, you know, like you have to have some form of a transformation happen, you know. And when he comes in, he just he provides that healing, and that just starts changing inside you. And we just thank you, Lord God, for that healing change right now. I thank you for that right now, Lord God. We thank you for that complete healing right now inside of each person's body, Lord God. We thank you right now for that. If you guys want to play the music, I don't want to stop the ministry time because usually we would let it go for a little bit. And sometimes when we're thinking, this is an interesting thing, but when you're thinking on something like the scripture we talked about today, it's like you need a bit of time to process and you need a bit of time to allow his word to go into your heart. And so just allow those things to take place right now and allow him to fill you like with who he is and and allow this faith, like just believing in him to just grow inside of you right now and, and just deal with all those mindsets and those things that you've got that are going on and just simply trust him at his word. Just simply trust, trust that God is a God that breaks every chain. You want to be excited about have a, ch- a chain broken? Then take all of the chains that you have. Don't just take chains that you think are capable on your own. Take chains that are unbreakable to, for a person to break and say, God, I trust your word. I trust what you say. I trust the healing and life is going to happen in my life and I will have a different story. I will have a story that loves, uh, that, that, that is full of connection with you and that his love breaks through every chain and his love is so powerful and you just believe him and he just does it. It's not that hard. He paid for everything. You don't have to do anything but just believe. Just believe in the name of Jesus. Believe in that wonderful, wonderful name of Jesus. It is so wonderful. He is so precious. He is so amazing. He loves you so much. He did everything to bring freedom to you. It was the destiny that he had on his life in the Old Testament to the New Testament to now. It was what he had purposed for himself so that he can give you life, so that he can free you of everything, so he can break every chain over your life, every sickness. We have to trust and believe in his words. We need to be a a people that really know who Jesus is because this world needs a Jesus. This world needs our our Savior, man. It really does. There's lots going on. Like, look, we're all walking around in mass. You know what I mean? Like, we need some healing happening. (laughs) You know? And again, I'm not opposed to wearing a mask. It's... I'm just saying that COVID-19 is here, right? And I mean, it's spreading like crazy. So there's a lot of people that need to be healed. You know, you can pray with a mask on.
joining us today. We pray that this message has truly blessed your life. For more information, go to bigchurch.cc.